You might have probably heard that marketing, advertising and communications is an art form. But what does it really mean when it comes to practicing it? So on this episode of the Disrupt Show, I'm doing something very interesting. I'm I'm making a three-part series with my friend Samantak Bhadra, who is the founder of The Sound and a published poet. According to him, being artistic is all about being weird and bringing the weirdness element into all of the things that you do. You're listening to The Disrupt Show. Welcome everyone to The Disrupt Show. On this episode, we have with us Samantak Bhadra. He's the founder of The Sound, which is a branding, marketing, and an art consulting firm. And he is he's here with us to talk about the importance of being weird and also to talk about his journey. Now, unfortunately for the audience, this is the second time uh, we are recording the show. The first time the recording was just wiped out. But fortunately for me, I get to listen to you uh, once again, Samantak. So welcome to The Disrupt Show. Thank you so much, Arshad, for having me here. <laughs> so the first question that I have for you is, you have had a very interesting journey. You are a published author, a poet, and also the founder of The Sound. And within just one year, you have managed to work with some really, really interesting clients. So why don't you start off with your journey? How did you start The Sound? And what is the idea behind it? Sure. I mean, it's essentially, I mean... Um... I probably have been dabbling across various spaces uh, over the last uh, bunch of years, you know, uh, by having said that, uh, you know, tried working on a startup back in the day, uh, two startups back in the day, you know, moved on to, you know, that did fairly decently enough for, uh, for its own worth. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, after that, I moved into the corporate world, you know, I was 90. And uh, post that, I also kind of, you know, uh, developed a hybrid role there as a as a soft skills trainer, along with a along with being a software guy. And you know, eventually, I mean, you know, when I was um, not working, when I was not trying to earn a buck, when I was not trying to build a career, I mean, like you know, uh, beyond the day job, I used to go back home and just. I guess I just love reading too much. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, uh, rather than saying anything else, I mean, really, I used to love reading. Uh, I mean, I used to get back, I used to write a lot. And, uh, you know, one thing led to the next. And, you know, after a while in 2012, I think I started getting published in a few forums here and there in a few magazines, uh, initially digital, if I remember. And then, you know, one thing led to the next, uh, you know, my confidence grew and I started writing more and I started reviewing books, uh, you know, by 2014, I was, you know, conducting events, etc. So, you know, and all of that, you know, beyond the day job, essentially. So my, my journey really has been like a, you know, uh, two, you know, like it's, it's been a this and a that situation where you know that has been that that has been happening for a while and this has also been happening for a while the career thing too right uh, so yeah so after all of that uh, I went on to go on to you know uh, do my MBA uh, from SIBM Pune and uh, I really wanted to kind of explore uh, is it possible explore this idea that is it possible to kind of bring my love for art into the world of brands because you know as a layman I was always um, you know, you're, you're, you're turning your TV on and you see those Nirma ads and you see those literal ads and you see Action Ka School Time ad and so many bunch of other famous ads from, you know, from the time, you know, over, over the years that we've been growing up, you know. From that perspective, you know, I wanted to kind of explore and see, hey, is it possible? Is it possible to kind of bring my love for art, for music, for books, for everything 
colorful in that space into the world of branding and marketing the way a layman you know the you know to kind of to kind of see if you know how do you recreate that magic for another layman you know how do you kind of go behind the scenes and you know d- discover that that very narnia like world you know where you know marketers loom where there's where this mythical beast called the marketer looms you know and um, that is what really caused me to get into the you know made me go get an mba uh, you know and the mba in marketing post that i i joined titan company and you know in titan you know i was mostly handling uh, you know sales and then i went on to handle you know marketing and then you know i was i kind of went more and more into the world of csr after a point because it really 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 kind of found a lot of meaning in that role and i developed a kind of a unique role which is a hybrid of marketing and csr in the world of social sector it's not called marketing it's called advocacy so it was more like i was a full timer you know working towards creating better and more impactful advocacy for a bunch of programs that we were doing at csr in the csr department at the time including the flagship uh, corporate program in collaboration with data trusts called design impact awards that was then i'm back in the day and like all of that happened it was a lot of fun it was a good learning experience and post that i went on to kind of uh, you know uh, i wanted to kind of come out of the entire system this whole corporate you know cubicle life machinery and like kind of you know kind of rediscover my identity in a sense i mean not that not that i'm saying that that it got eroded in much but i mean i wanted to kind of rediscover that very childlike enthusiasm that very in a childlike sense of wonderment that i had initially got into the world of marketing for and to rediscover that i started working with you know very handpicked sort of organizations as an outsourced cmo as an outsourced marketing consultant in the publishing industry in the environment space and so on and so forth and i had a ball of a time doing that and eventually by 2020 i realized it was time to basically build an organization i was anyway in uh, you know uh, talks with two tata companies at the time you know uh, both beverage brands both very well known one b2b beverage brand one b2c very well known beverage brand within the tata ecosystem and i was like hey you know um, uh, those guys got in touch with me and they said hey you know we need some help with btl marketing we need some help with understanding how we can do a better gtm we're a b2b company we've never done b2c before you know how do we do gtm for this new b2c brand we're launching for the first time ever in our history and i was like okay you know this is a two very interesting projects that have just come across my path why don't i basically try and see what i can do with it and that was the functional reason as to why uh the sound got created because as a lone person i couldn't manage both projects to this extent you know uh but apart from this apart from these two projects the sound has always kind of been in the works because over the years when i was working working with so many agencies and you know right from the big guys to the small you know startup around the corner and all those folks in between and across spaces like there's a creative agency there's an even marketing agency uh you know there's a social media agency and what not right so on and so forth uh, one thing that kept on eating into me mm, as a person on the client side as a you know as a as a as a budding marketer so so to so to say was um that you know the sense of a sense of weirdness a sense of uh freshness a sense of um even trying to think outside you know uh the herd of sorts that was something i felt was consistently missing in most agencies because agencies are running you know after a client and then another client and so on and so forth you know uh, you know clients and agencies both uh, together are firefighting day in and day out with 
10,000 Excel sheets and whatnot and metrics and, you know, trying to kind of, you know, ensure that there is ROI at the end of the month to answer, you know, uh, to provide uh, adequate responses to the respective bosses. I get all of that. That's all very real that's needed. I get all of that. But even once or twice in a year, whenever I ask an agency to say, hey, you know, uh, so what do you think? You know, we're launching a new you know, we're launching a very cool new pro- uh, you know, product. Do you think you can, you know, come up with something interesting? And more often than not, it would be like, hey, let's do a giveaway. You know, let's do a hashtag challenge. Let's do a selfie booth. Let's do a, you know, you know, all of these. It, 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 okay. I mean, you know, maybe even the hashtag challenge, maybe the hashtag itself is pretty interesting or the challenge is interesting. But at the end of the day, the ideas were mostly always copy paste in nature with maybe 10, 20, 30% customization. And not many people beyond the marketing fraternity would be as interested in it, you know, and that was this commonality in the observation, no matter how big or small the agency was, made me kind of think about this question. Is it possible? Is it even possible to make marketing weird again? I mean, there's a reason why, you know, uh, you know, the greats in advertising were called the mad men and not any other thing. You know, where is that madness gone? And that's literally the question that I wanted to answer. And that's really where the genesis of the sound happened. And that's why today, you know, the sound really exists and the sound has been created. Yes, we are an agency, we're a consulting organization. And I know there are a million other such organizations in the space. The world does not need another agency. The world probably needs more environmentalists. But the real question here is that, you know, uh, the real question, the real reason why we exist is just this, to kind of figure out you know, we have a very crystal clear brand vision, which, which, which is basically trying to answer the question, is it possible to make marketing weird again? And another question we're trying to answer in tandem with this, is, is it possible to make marketing meaningful again? Is it possible to go from a brand to human, from an organization to human communication, back to human to human communication? That icebreaker that we just bandy around as a term, is it possible to make it a much more larger than life in a component of how we look at marketing brands in a very new age setup where Gen Zers are aligning with brands that talk more meaningfully, that talk more from, you know, uh, more from a place within the heart, you know, as opposed to just being a CTA driven, you know, ROI driven, you know, corporate brand, right? Um, of course, it's all easy said. It's, it's all easily said. It's, this is all theory. But I mean, one thing's for sure, the sound has been created to answer two questions. Is it possible to make marketing weird again? And is it possible to make marketing meaningful again? We're probably 1% on that journey, but you know, every day, every time of the day, any call we have internally, any discussion we have, it's always about answering these two questions. Well, that was, that was quite beautiful. And um, I really like the part where you juxtaposed your art journey with your, um, uh, with your ad journey. Right. And uh, over time, whenever I have studied the legends of advertising, so one of my idols is Piyush Pandey and what he has always done is he has brought in cricket into the cricket analogy into advertising. And I think that does something extremely important. You know, it brings in the angle of empathy uh, to your advertising, which brings in a whole new meaning uh, when you create these ads. But but something interesting that you do and you talk about often in public forums is the imp- importance of being weird. And I was listening to your TED talk and uh, where you talk about uh, the need to think weird and the three steps one must take to be the good weird, as you call it. So why don't you tell our listeners about your idea of what weird means and why is it important for media professionals to be weird? Why are you on this journey to make ad weird again? 
thank you so much arshad i mean like um, glad you liked uh, you know glad you checked out that particular talk uh, that's something i genuinely um, you know when even uh, you know the organizers approached me for that particular talk i i i literally was like i it was i mean i don't have many things to talk about in this world frankly speaking <laughs> you know but that is one word that uh, that's kind of always stuck to me at the very core of my being because it's not only weirdness at a marketing level you know the reason um, uh, i think really the genesis of why i talk about weird would probably better answer the question as to uh, you know uh, your question of why weirdness is important why i think weirdness is important for marketers especially um from that perspective um you know uh, typically when you think of an mba guy you think of somebody who is you know in a you know in a proper formal shirt stripes this that probably a coat in place you know uh, probably has a nice stoic expression very formal very serious very mature whatever quote unquote the word mature means because it's just easily thrown around you know much like the word consultants and so many others but the thing is i mean um from that perspective um there is this particular idea and picture you have in mind when you think of a management graduate guy working in a corporate environment right i mean typically there's a kind of a idea of a person or a stereotype that one develops based on the kind of people one has been seen you know over the years in the space right um and uh, my story has kind of been quite the opposite i've been the guy who colors his hair who grows his hair like you know um, atrociously long i wear a lot of printed colors and shirts and love experimenting with my clothing and more often than not i used to be mistaken to be a designer because in in my previous organization only the designers were the ones who were quote unquote wacky Yeah. or you know etc whatever that word means again you know i mean and everybody else was of course supposed to be like you know mature part of the corporate you know machination and there's a way you talk there's a way you present yourself there's a way you do things otherwise hashtag lok kya kahenge you know uh, and uh, very very weirdly enough um unassumingly or assumingly so i started understanding that it was becoming a little tough for people to you know look at me as a mark as a mba marketing guy but also somebody who dresses up like this like a designer you know and something as <laughs> silly and funny it was it, it it was never anything it there was not much wrong that was happening but something as silly as this you know made me realize that even at a very basic level even at a very basic level this is weird you know um, just because you know typically folks with such a career trajectory are supposed to behave talk, talk walk like this you know anybody who's not doing so even to a small degree might get an extra glance or so and you know from that observation of weirdness came this realization that you know you know what is weirdness really you know because if you look at the dictionary definition of the word weird in merriam webster or in oxford nowhere does it have a negative connotation it's basically something that's not natural or supernatural or so on and so forth you know weird is something is a word that's a very it's a very neutral word neither positive nor negative being used to describe a fact you know but the way we we use weird colloquially you know in conversation among friends family etc even even i'm guilty from that perspective is to generally use it in a sense oh god that's so weird why would you do that 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially, it's 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 kind of a negative word these days. So from that perspective, that is what struck me. At that, with a very silly observation back in the days like that, I started kind of connecting the dots, and I realized why is weirdness so not okay, you know? And when I went around asking friends, family, peers, nobody really had a logical. I mean, everybody tried, you know, but no one really had ever thought about this. At least the folks I asked. And when I went around asking them and kind of pushing and prodding them, they were like, hey, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, you know? And from there, really, I started kind of spending more time churning and thinking about this word, equating that with real life experiences, equating that with the job I was doing, equating that with the marketing work I was doing with my agencies, et cetera, everywhere, you know? And more often than not, I started realizing that, hey, you know, ag- agencies too, the people in the agencies have been working with a bunch of clients before me, are working with a bunch of clients while they're working with me and will continue to work with a bunch of clients after I stop working with them. You know, what's happened is, you know, in some way or the other, there are these personas that have been created of what clients in India typically are like. As clients, we typically have personas of agencies. These are what agencies are typically like, you know. And as a result of which, the way agencies work with clients, they kind of know, oh, okay, this client is kind of like that. Let me take a route like this. Oh, that client is kind of like this. Let me take a route like that. You know, and as a result of which, you know, somehow under the stream, we started becoming pretty usual. We started actually functioning in a very stereotypical manner without our understanding. Yes, when you take up a new project, when you're a new marketer in the space, you will try to do new things. You will try to experiment. When you're a new agency person, new graphic designer, you're like budding, you know, you have 10,000 ideas, you know, or you joined an organization that's absolutely in space that you absolutely love and adore. I get all of that. But soon enough, the honeymoon period dies off, you know, and life becomes as usual as it's always been in your in your previous jobs and assignments and et cetera. And that is all of this, all of these observations started coming together. And I realized that as clients, we were not asking, we were not asking enough weird questions. We were not giving enough weird enough mandates. By that, I mean to say, hey, you know, my mandate shouldn't just be like, oh, you know, uh, I'm transitioning to a new social media agency. You know, this is the brief. You have to figure out how to get me better. You know, how to figure out, you, you, you have to figure out better brand awareness. You have to, you know, start driving leads onto my website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Most of our briefs kind of tend to be in such similar spaces with an ROI attached to it. As clients, I realized we were guilty of not putting enough mind, energy, and thought into cre- truly creating a very interesting brief that really sets the balls in motion. You know, that then goes on to tell the agency, okay, whoa, wait up. This is not the usual type of client we've been working with. But more often than not, clients end up creating a brief based on a deadline. It's just kind of put together with a summary, with a little this, with a problem statement, with a typical kind of ROI at the end of, at the, end of the day. And agencies also respond in kind. And that is what I started kind of realizing after a point in time, once I started churning agencies and I was like, hey, you know, um, what's happening here? And once all of this came together uh, within the ecosystem of my previous organization, I experimented with, let's say, one very weird, you know, campaign at my end. I basically ended up, uh, you know, there was a, there was an event that um, it was the finale of 
uh, of a high impact CSR program, design impact awards that I was talking about a while ago, you know, and um, the finale event was supposed to be conducted in, uh, you know, in uh, what do you call it, in uh, Mumbai, and it had to be conducted in a particular hotel because, uh, you know, Ratan Tata was about to visit and that's the one hotel that, that would be easier for him to visit. Um, all, all, all said and done, it, that was all sorted. But most of the programming was turning out to be pretty usual, you know, with, you know, like uh, an, an MC coming and announcing uh, the winners, people clapping, mementos being given, etc. There were even shades and different layers of weirdness there too. I'm not even getting into those details. But the hero element that we finally struggled and put together in a span of two to three weeks was we collaborated with a band called Swaratma, a very folk fusion famous band, you know, a famous folk fusion band. And what we did is for all the eight grant winners, for all the eight grantees who we felicitated on that evening, Swaratma went on to create new songs from scratch based on their journey. So for each winner, let's say there's a winner who, uh, you know, has created a design innovation. All of these winners are people who have created design innovations that are solving some kind of a social issue. So let's say somebody has created a, you know, a motorbike of sorts that latches onto a wheelchair and makes the entire apparatus mobile and helps the person to move around places. Swaratma took that entire journey, the design story, the founder story, etc., all of it together and created a song out of it. And the best part was nobody was aware that this had been done in the back end. So on that day, we had a Bhaskar Bhatt. We had our other CXOs, you know, Bhaskar Bhatt being the XCO of Titan. We had Harsh Mariwala from Mariko. We had Ratan Tata, we had Piyush Pandey, and we had a few other dignitaries, you know. And as soon as the first grantee was announced, and the person had been felicitated, and, you know, people had clapped, etc., the, sc- the screen split in two. And right behind the screen was Swaratma, this band that nobody was expecting. And right immediately after they started singing the song that was composed for that, per- for that particular grantee, which has been fest- you know, felicitated. And that literally changed the entire course of the evening for us. The kind of responses and plaudits we got from the winners themselves, because, you know, the song was theirs to keep. You know, it was their song. They could do anything with it. It's a celebration of their journey. And the plaudits we got from ours, you know, from the dignitaries, that was quite something else. And that was when this model of weirdness got proven to me in my mind. You know, I was doing it within the larger apparatus of, you know, within the larger apparatus of the organization, within, you know, how we typically function. But that was when I was like, okay, so this kind of a weirdness, typically it's a very corporate setting. It's a very, you know, fancy five-star hotel, you know, you know, larger than life dignitaries, et cetera, here with a, with a very typical felicitation ceremony at the very core of everything. But once we added an element like this, everybody went go, go, gaga. You know, it was, of course, the effort of, you know, a team coming together and making this happen. But at the end of the day, this was the weirdness I was trying to create, you know, and it did happen. And it still is probably one of my most memorable campaigns till date. And, you know, uh, from that is where the genesis of wanting to basically build something from a weird uh, perspective grew and that's when I started kind of spending more time I started talking about weirdness and eventually the sound grew from there and that is why I'm uh, you know sorry for the verbosity but the thing is I mean that this whole thing about uh, 
you know weirdness i realized you know um is that weirdness is a very potent tool for marketers we typically leave aside the word weirdness for eccentric people for artists more often than not these are the kind of people who really own the word but marketers are that perfect bridge between the world of eccentric artists and the world of brands and it's important that marketers also start becoming as eccentric as you know the eccentric world of artists quote unquote i'm saying it because that is the usual understanding uh, among people when it comes to art right eccentricity is at the core of art and blah 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 although that's not quite true but i mean i'm just saying you know how it's understood generally so marketers have a very critical role to play as a marketer if i don't understand uh, you know creativity truly at the core of it and i just understand brand positioning and competition analysis and data driven analytics that's probably half the job done right while you can be extremely weird with data you can be extremely weird with strategy and that's also what we definitely propound the whole idea is for weirdness to truly come alive for you to again become the madman of advertising you have to be weird in all ways possible and marketers have to play that bridging element and that is extremely critical Hi guys if you like what you heard and want to hear more such stories then do subscribe to the disrupt show where i speak to young media professionals about the disruptions they're creating in the industry